I dare you to see and find out, right? Right. The practices and principles of God is actually so much better for us than we could imagine. All of a sudden, he's just going to take it off, toss it under the seat. Mm. He's going to ignore it. And he might still have it, per se, but he's just tossed it underneath the seat. He couldn't really care less about it. Now, you tell that same person, listen, plane could go down any second. Door might fly off. Here's your parachute. Yeah. That guy is clinging to that parachute. Yep. We, we're not deserving of, of the life that we live. I mean, we, it's, it's just the truth. And what Jesus did for us, that's a gift. And now, let me just get my notes here. How are you feeling? Great. Dude, I'm so excited that we're doing this. I know. This, this has it's been, been a long, long time, time coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time in the making. Um, so today we're talking about worship. That is so exciting and i love the i love the things that you've been that you've been saying and i'm excited to get into it because i feel like this is an awesome topic and there's so much there's so much to go into yeah and so um but first and foremost everyone welcome back to the centered podcast i'm happy to bring nathan here nathan was you were on the boys group uh not group chat the boys episode also in the group chat also in the, there's boys well, only everything. half yeah because i refuse to get an iphone and <laughs> At this point, it's just out of spite. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. At this, point, at this point, you're just getting on everyone's nerves. Except Evans, though, because Evans switched over. Yeah. Got got one. You're converting. I'm, I'm going to get it. Slowly, but slowly. Yeah. But, I, I, dude, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Dude, this is, uh, happy to be here. This was a, like Nate was saying, long time coming, but I'm excited that you're here. And the topic today, like I was men- just mentioning, is worship. And I, dude, I mean, you grew up Christian. Yep. So you've been around the whole worship environment for a long time. Same with me, um, just worshiping in church. But I think as we've gotten older, we've realized that worship is so much deeper than that. Yeah. And that's what we want to talk about today is just that worship and what that looks like. But um, yeah, so the first thing I have here is worship is not just singing with people at church on mm. Sundays. And you were talking earlier about this, and I would love to hear more of your thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in the super Southern uh, Baptist traditional world. Of, really? I actually didn't know that. Yeah. So, you know, In Christ Alone was a big deal because it was a modern song. We mm. thought we were all singing. Now everyone is like, what is this old hymn, In Christ Alone? <laughs> and I'm like, I remember when we couldn't believe we were singing a song outside of the hymn book. And um, that was kind of the world I grew up in really little. And then we went to more of a non-denominational, mm-hmm. uh, pretty, I would say, standard, like, regular worship band drums yeah. bass keys acoustic guitar a couple vocalists <laughs> crazy <laughs> yeah, kind of thing <laughs> uh that is kind of the default for a lot of churches yeah but i think that's actually what scared me of and like woke me up to a lot of things about mm. worship was uh like some type of default setting and like i shouldn't i should be so uh careful against and guarding my heart against just feeling like worship is a default thing Hmm. and it's so uh it's not just like the thing we do at church of hey we all get together and sing hymns and it kind of sounds cool when you hear all the voices it's you are literally entering the presence of god Hmm. and i think that's something that we can often miss in that worship had to be in temples in the old testament yeah and now literally we are the temple the holy spirit is inside of us we're the temple that jesus we are the we are the priests in the temple and so wild 
yeah and i think like i think it's so easy for us to miss the whole heart of worship whenever it's just like it's such a regular thing it should Mm. be a regular thing and like the expression of that in music and song but we have to be really careful against it losing its uh the whole intention and the heart that god wants us to have behind it right yeah like and what you were saying earlier which was so good it was that it's not just singing in the congregation like you were saying of just hearing all the voices it's cool and it's it's cool to be able to sing next to someone you're like you believe the same thing i do and you know we're worshiping one god and it's great um but also worship looks like your everyday life and what you like how you live how you treat people what you do how you love god like it is it's an outpouring and worship is directed onto god and it's a it's, it's pretty much just taking the attention off of ourselves and saying, God, you are the most important thing. You are everything. And that's a concept that I've been learning more as I grow in my faith and as I walk in that. And when did you start taking like Jesus seriously? And like, how, how was that for you with like, I'm going to take Jesus seriously and then learning about uh, learning more about like, oh, this is the daily walk of, of a Christian. And it's not just going to church on Sundays, but it's like a relationship with God looks so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And how did you... Like, what was that kind of up, upbringing for you? Yeah, I would say um, right around the time, like late middle school, early high school was, um, there was a lot of stuff going on in my world, just in school and family things. And all of a sudden, it became really obvious that whatever I tried to do wasn't enough. Mm. I didn't, I, I, there was nothing that I could do uh, that could be enough Hmm. and all of a sudden that's when jesus became real of this is this is the end of (laughs) of anything that nathan can do and it's still filthy rags as paul says yeah and god i i need you Hmm. and there there's nothing that i can do to uh change either myself or the circumstances around me without you Hmm. and i think that that was really probably the moment of like there's I have no power. Um, I, I I will always be the person that I am unless Jesus changes me. Yeah. And that was really the moment it kind of clicked in kind of early high school of just like, I have to take this seriously and actually get to know Hmm. this God that could care enough to love me and manifest himself here. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus, please come and change me holy spirit renew my heart yeah and yeah that was that was kind of the main thing as far as um when i would say like i really became um i i started walking with jesus Mm -hmm. but i would say the wake-up call for me on worship was i had the opportunity at a small church in ohio Uh, shout out to all the Ohioans, <laughs> the three Where, of you, wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, I had this opportunity at a little country church up there. They needed some help and all of a sudden they needed a lot of help as the whole situation with the staff is changing or whatever. And there was no one to lead worship. And I, it was particularly funny to me because I've always had a, what I felt like was a calling on my life as far as like pursuing ministry Hmm. and what that could look like in my life. I 
have attempted to consider and I'm still working through on what that actually looks like. Sure. One of the things though that I had said was in, it was in like my junior year of high school, I was like really considering going to school for ministry and potentially like going down the pastoral route. And I said, well, the one thing I know I couldn't do in like trying to eliminate options was be a worship pastor. It's like, that's the one thing I know I couldn't do. Couldn't do like you just, I was like, I, I'm like not good at it. I'm not good at it. I just couldn't do it. I had played piano and been on a worship band or whatever, but I was just like, and I'd even tried to lead in our, in our youth group some. And I was just like, I don't think I could like do this. That's how I feel now. And I, and man, it's crazy how God will take things that you say you could never do. And he's like, bet watch me yeah and yeah challenge and so, challenge accepted Nathan. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so the uh, then about a year later this opportunity came up and it was just so obvious that uh it was where god had me at that time mm. and it totally changed my picture of worship mm. it was um it the the congregation was one of the most dedicated church bodies i've ever been a part of they were extremely committed to the mission of Jesus and not just the, the rituals, the religion, mm. um, what it looks like. It met in some pole barn with ugly fluorescent lights. It yeah. was like the, the PA was always terrible, but like getting up there and leading a congregation with just a guitar and a keyboardist and hearing, getting outsung by the congregation every week. Like that was to me, I I was like, why is this different than whatever I've experienced before? And it really brought me to, I started looking into like, what does it actually mean to worship God? And mm. really the music and the praise is just that expression. Yeah. And the thing that was different about that group of people was throughout their week, they were worshiping God literally by sacrificing themselves. They were in the word. They were praying. They were giving up their own desires to pursue God, hmm. putting themselves to death, crucifying the old way of living and saying, God, your way, not mine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that means when you show up on a Sunday morning, man, getting together with other people that are doing that and just praising the Lord and letting that be the moment to simply glorify him and say, God, less of me, more of you. That sounds so refreshing. All of a sudden, it, it was just a totally different environment. We were singing the same songs. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. But completely different. The focus yeah. was not, oh, this song is a little slower than I remember. Or right. The, I like the guy's voice on the radio better. All of a sudden, it was like, who cares? Right. If it's about anybody here, we miss the point. True. Yeah, I remember. Oh man, what was I? Literally just had it on my on my brain, and then I just lost it. Um, when? Oh yeah, so that that's a perfect demonstration of what Jesus did too, because Jesus had his disciples, and that was where he had his alone time with God, and he had his, had his disciples, and so that was like his close friends, where he would go and get refilled up. And then he would go out because God, you know, Jesus was fully God, but still fully man. So he still had his limitations as a man. But when it came to like, like the energy, like he got tired, like we all get tired, like physically get tired. But, um, but Jesus was able to get filled up, you know, around like his close friends and with his father by himself. And then he was able to go pour out to all these people that were not in the church and were actually kind of, 
you know, drawing life out because it's tiring. It's tiring to keep that self-control and it's tiring to be in a setting of people who, um, who don't pour that same life into you because, you know, you will be influenced by the world because I have, like, I've been that Christian boy in very secular settings and I've fallen short and I've fallen into their ways. And I'm like, God, I don't want to fall into their ways. Like, why am I, why am I doing this? Why can't I control myself in that? And it's because I didn't have, this is when I first moved here to Franklin. It's like, I didn't have you guys, like the close friends that I have now to really pour life into and to keep me, keep me engaged and keep me accountable mm. and really that pour that life into me so I can pour out to others. Which I think is getting right into that definition of worship that we mm-hmm. find in the Bible. Um, Let's hear it. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Mm-hmm. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect Hmm. i think that like what you just said right of that wanting to be transformed to the pattern of this world is strong that is a strong so hard yeah it's a strong magnetic pull it is and the the only way we have any resistance to that is Jesus because mm-hmm. our hearts are broken. Yeah. And uh and if Nate, if you're listening, totally depraved. <laughs> um but I love the shout out to Nate. Hi Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I think I think that's truly amazing and one of the things that we that that th- this verse talks about, you know, is being like giving your bodies as a living sacrifice. And for those of you who, who don't really know what that means. I mean, that's, that can be a pretty confusing thing to first hear. Like what, like I have to present my body as a living sacrifice. Like, what does that mean? And it's just like what you said earlier with that church of like putting down your ways and picking up God's ways. I can confidently say that my, my, my confidence and faith in Jesus and in the whole, the whole Christianity religion, like the, the whole thing, I am so much more confident in that when I actually started putting that practice, like putting those practices in my own life. Mm. I, I mentioned this before, but when I was growing up in high school, same with you, uh, similar, like I was in church, I was doing the whole thing, but me and my church friends, we didn't like, we were not willing to put our own things down and actually live for Jesus. I remember we used to make a lot of jokes about, we're just waiting for God to pull up. Like, we're just waiting for God to show up for us. Like, why isn't he showing up? I don't know. Let's just keep doing our own thing. Let's go keep drinking. Let's go get high. Let's like, let's go do something because God's not pulling up. So I'll just wait for him. But the entire time God was like, I've been waiting for you to take me seriously. Like I'm here and I'm like, I'm, I'm willing, but also you need to, you need to hold yourself accountable. Like you need to just try it. And so for those of you who are kind of on the edge about, you know, Christianity and living for Jesus. It's like, you know, what am I going to get out of it? It's like, just try. See, I dare you to see and find out, right? Like right. the practices and principles of God is actually so much better for us than we could imagine. But the world will try and tell you like, oh, God's just a rule of, you know, a rule follower. Like you're just going to be a rule follower if you're a Christian. But it's like, but those rules that God has and those things that God encourages you to do are actually beneficial to you because he cares about you. What you just said about, like, oh, I'm kind of in the church world, but it wasn't really feeling like I was getting much out of it. Mm-hmm. 
is the um it's a pretty popular analogy uh but it's so good is if you were getting on a plane and somebody hands this man a life jacket and or, or a, a parachute not a life jacket he's yeah. on a plane <laughs> and uh <laughs> and he's like hey here's this parachute uh it'll make your life better right it'll make you uh you'll find joy or whatever it's like all of a sudden he's sitting there with this super uncomfortable he's not sitting in his seat right everybody's kind of laughing at him They're like dude why are you in a parachute we're on a well okay if you're on a spirit flight they probably aren't laughing mm, yeah but the, if you're where, on a delta where flight where can i get one please <laughs> if you're on a delta flight they they're all laughing at you like dude the plane's not going anywhere just go watch your movie exactly. do what everyone else is doing and all of a sudden he's just gonna take it off toss it under the seat mm. he's gonna ignore it and he might still have it per se but he's just tossed it underneath the seat he couldn't really care less about it mm. now you tell that same person listen plane could go down any second door might fly off here's your parachute yeah. That guy is clinging to that parachute. <laughs> yep. He is he doesn't care how uncomfortable he is. He doesn't care who's laughing. Mm. He recognizes and has the proper perspective of the salvation that mm. that is and not just what is the parachute getting me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like uh, that totally changes your perspective of that relationship mm. that you have with God whenever it's not well, what do I get out of Christianity? Oh, I might like get some peace. Cool. Okay. Sick. Well, I can maybe find some peace in some other things and right. people are going to laugh at me. So I might just go with the cheap peace. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Not the one that costs a lot. Yeah. And compared to Jesus is literally saving me from sin and, yep. and hell and, mm-hmm. uh, and the evil of this world. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the discomfort that might come with that, the people that might come at you, it's a whole lot easier to not be transformed to the power of this world mm-hmm. because you have a proper theology mm-hmm. of what salvation is. Yeah, and there's there's been plenty of people that have come at me um, about, you know, like, oh, like, so you're saying that if I don't accept Jesus, I'm going to burn in hell. Like, how could you, you, how could you say that? Like, how could you, how could you condemn me like that? And it's like, that's, that's not, that's not the way to view what Jesus did, right? Like mm-hmm. when you, when you look and study what Jesus did for us, it's brutal. It's, it's gnarly. I mean, if you, Nate and I talked about this, shout out to Nate. Nate's just coming up on along this episode, man, Nate, love I, hope you, Nate. You're, I hope you're having a good day now. Um, <laughs> but we talked about the crucifixion is gnarly. Yeah. And the thing is, is the only reason why we'd ever go to hell is because of our own mistakes and our own actions, right? Like we, we, we're not deserving of, of the life that we live. I mean, we, it's, 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 it's just the truth. And what Jesus did for us, that's a gift. And like we were talking about this morning at Bible study, like uh, on Christmas, you know, a kid asks their parents like, Hey, I want this for Christmas. And then they get a gift on Christmas. They didn't do anything to earn that. That was, that was only the parent. That was literally just the parents wanting to be loving and saying, I care about you and I love you. And I want to give this to you. And you didn't earn it. You didn't do anything to deserve it, but yet you still like you still were given it and it's completely up to you whether you want to receive that gift or not and that's the that's the that's the thing that Jesus you know shows that love to is love is a choice and he doesn't force anything on you and our response to that is worship mm-hmm. right our response to the presence of God in our lives is the worship of him mm-hmm. and that shows up in just countless ways in mm-hmm. the literal 
sacrifice. Like, mm-hmm. that's what they did in the Old Testament, sacrificing animals and food. And I'm going through Leviticus right now. So they had wave <laughs> offerings and all this stuff. Like, you're learning all about I that. was <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I like, it's just been a while since I've read through all of the details of what sacrifice and how much it took to sacrifice. It was yeah. always the best of this mm-hmm. and how careful all of the, uh, Levites had to be in entering even just the somewhat holy places in the temple because they can literally die in the presence of God. Right. And we just take that for granted. Mm-hmm. We are now living in a, in a world where Jesus has allowed us to be the temples mm-hmm. and the Holy spirit to be inside of us. But we are so flippant mm-hmm. with the holiness that he requires and the, the level of sacrifice that man i don't even want to get up early to go to a like a service on sunday morning what like right this is the most you can give to god you know mm. what i'm saying like oh i don't feel like singing oh okay well <laughs> that seems like really like basic like yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like hey just lift your voice to god you know yeah. he did he's worthy of all of anything that you could give him yeah one hundred percent. And when we don't give him, when we don't give him like the little things, it's super convicting for me when I think about that God gave us everything mm. while we were still sinners. Christ died for us, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a it's just a crazy a crazy thing that that Jesus did. And like we didn't deserve it, and we still don't deserve it. We still fall short, even as Christians. Like even we're like Jesus, I love you more than anything, but yet we'll still go over and 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 do this and sin, and and then we're like, oh my gosh, like how could you still love me, and yet He still does. Yeah. Like it's just a wild, it's just a wild concept, and and you know the world and the enemy, of course, has twisted the idea of Jesus and right, like you have to choose Jesus, you have to, like you have to do this unless you are going to get punished. But it's like. The whole gospel is just a love story. Like Jesus, God loved us enough to where he sent his son into the world. You know, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. Like everyone knows this passage um, that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And it's just a beautiful picture. And yeah, like that, that word, that daily worship is just so important. And so that's a good question of asking like, like, what are you doing? Like, how are you worshiping God today? Like what, what ways are you? are you pouring out to him? And yeah, it's, it's a good thing to think about. So kind of transitioning from that, I would love to just give everyone who's listening and watching just like practical examples from our personal lives, because we know we can, one of the, one of the things that I love to make sure that my audience knows, and for all of you listening and watching, I want all of you to know that I'm not perfect and that I do not have everything figured out. I'm 23. I'm so young. I got so much life to live. But I do believe that personal testimonies are some of the most powerful things that we can share because it's things that we've actually experienced that are from God. And mm. I just, I love hearing people's testimonies and I love hearing people's experiences with God. And it's just such a beautiful thing because it encourages my faith. And I know that it, it encourages other people's faith. And so I would love to just um, take the rest of this time to just talk about practical ways from my own experiences of how have we became a living sacrifice for God and how have we really, because this is something I struggle with of really just giving my full surrender to God and just saying, God, you, you direct my steps. I'll do whatever it is you want to do. 
And But for me, that's so hard because I've experienced God take things away from me before, which I did not want him to. And I think that's built up a lot of resentment over some time of just like, God, why would I trust you with my life if you're just going to take away the things that I want most? But oftentimes, God gives us what we need over what we want. But it's so hard for us because we're at the end of the day, we're kind of just like little children that kind of get upset over the littlest things. Like if, if a parent takes away a toy because a kid's distracted and he needs to be doing something else that's better, you know, well, the, the kid will cry. Like it'll, like it'll mess him up. Yeah. And, um, and he'll cry for the next six hours. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like I'm that kid sometimes, most yeah. of the time, to be honest. And I don't know. I just love to hear that from you too. Of Totally. How have you really entered into that of like fully surrendering to God because that is another way of worship. I, and we've been throwing a lot around a lot of Christianese words, but I'm going to toss one more in there. Let's do it. The whole sanctification process, if you will. And just to clarify that of like sanctification is that process of being made holy. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think I kind of misunderstood what that would look like in my life whenever I learned what that word meant. And man, it's less about like God. um, Just being like, it's, it's less about me just like being better and more about God removing the ungodly things from my life. Hmm. And I have to be willing to let him do that. Hmm. And I've seen a lot of ways in my life where the the difficult thing is, as you said, we can't be perfect. Yeah. And so it feels like I just have to keep asking over and over to be made holy, purify my heart. Mm-hmm. And so each time that catches a different filter of what is the problem, if you will. True. Um, I mean, I kind of gave an example with like, oh, I knew like one thing I could never do was like do worship. Mm-hmm. And another one was, I said, I was getting into photography a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could never do video. I hate video. <laughs> now that's what and I'm doing full time. I do it like 60 hours a week. It's crazy. <laughs> and, um, and you and you were literally showing me how to play. Like you were literally showing me all the music theory, literally right before we started recording <laughs> on guitar and piano. So, I mean, just look what God's done. I, and the truth is though both of those things i ended up in situations where it was so obvious where i I ended up getting into video because there was a need at my church and they were we were headed into a bunch of covid stuff and there was nobody there and i was like well i guess i'm gonna do it and i'm just very grateful that for god giving me a soft heart and some of that to be like Oh, well, you thought you maybe didn't enjoy this, but try and find mm-hmm. the the joy in it and excel and do your best and yeah. work on it and try and improve because I have found a lot of purpose and now I'm able to help churches full time as, hey, here's technical knowledge on working with this stuff for years now yeah. on uh, a bunch of different levels of what it means practically and whatever. But all that to say, being really, really careful is one specific way of what are the things that I said never to. Hmm. And I got to give those to God too. Hmm. 
And at this point, after so many of the times I've had, I'm like, God, I never want to be a millionaire. No, just <laughs> 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 but it's just like over and over, I want, I, I think, oh, this is the way. I, I got it figured out. I don't like that. That's yeah. fine. And whenever I continually give that and say, okay, I said never to this, but whatever you want, God, is more important than whatever mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. And I think that that has been the most challenging part of offering myself as a living sacrifice of worship is to truly trust that whatever God has for me is better than whatever I have mm-hmm. planned or could conjure up or yeah. figure out. Yeah. And that's tough. Yeah. I, like I was saying, I, it's, it, that is extremely difficult for me, especially because in my mind, the things that I have or have had that God has taken away, I would, I thought was the best thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And when, when you think that the thing that you have is the best thing and that God's actually like, actually I have something better. It's, it's really hard to see. Yeah. And it, it exposes really the priority right? where all of a sudden, Oh dang it. That was the priority because now God's taking it away and God should have been my priority yep. or else I wouldn't have really cared that much. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And yeah, that's, that's yeah. really difficult. Dude. And I saw that moving down here, honestly, with I had a pretty good job situation, but it started to get a little bit kind of funny at the end. Right around the same time, I had heard about a job opportunity down here, and I had no plans of moving. Yeah. In fact, at home, I was always called a homebody. I enjoyed being at home with my family. It was great. I had a church situation that I enjoyed, but it just became so obvious that this is the path God had for me and what I can be a pretty stressed out person sometimes Mm -hmm. actually almost all the time it used to be (laughs) I was just stressed about a lot of things really and overthinking every step and whatever and man the process of moving down here I had never felt more peace about really it was it started I didn't know why but by the end, there were so many things, so many ways that God showed up and opened doors that I didn't even know I needed opened for just community and where I was living in cars. And like, there was so many things. I mean, I was moving straight from home. So there was just a lot mm-hmm. and never had more peace about it. It wow. was just so obvious where God was like, this is what I have for you. Mm. I got you. Yeah. And that's I think the first time that I truly felt like what Isaiah 26 3 talks about where he says you know I will keep in perfect peace the man whose mind is steadfast on you Hmm. and there was so much um calmness um so much joy and I mean, I'm a naturally optimism, per, optimistic person, but just I'm coming down here and I was leaving everything. I deleted everything out of my calendar. Didn't know anyone. Yeah. I, I knew one guy down here and I'm living on my own, trying that out. Like it was just so many new things, but I was just so confident in what God had called me to come down here and do. And it has, I have just seen the blessing of that. Mm. And I long to continue that and say, okay, God, you have me here and I want to do this for 
the best I can while I'm here. But if he calls me somewhere else, I want to be ready to say yes. Right. But it's also difficult because I've loved being here mm-hmm. and the things that I'm currently doing. But man, I have seen, that's, that's one of those areas where I have seen the goodness of God in the yes and the submission. And I've even struggled with now that I'm here and because it is so good, I don't want now this to become the idol, this to become the thing that God don't, don't take away this opportunity at work or God don't take away the opportunity to be in Franklin or with my friends that I made down here. Like, Hey, whatever it is, it was yours at the beginning. God, it's still yours. It's not mine. Yeah, true. And it's, it's so wild how we can easily get something from God, like a gift and then idolize it. Yes. So fast. And I, I do that and I mean it's it's really easy because sometimes the thing that God's or oftentimes the things that God gives us is even better than it was before and so then it's even easier to be like oh okay this is my new thing yeah and it's like nothing can get better from this and it's like well God still has plans good things aren't always God things Mm -hmm. and that's that's a tough reality where and makes it even harder to sometimes be discerning Hmm. of oh, hey, like I'm doing this and it's not like it's a bad thing. It's not like I'm maybe I have a gambling addiction every night or something. But at the same time, it's like, what is God actually calling you to be doing Mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. How would you navigate that, do you think, in your own life of like, what is God calling me to do right now? Mm. Because I think, um, like we mentioned before, I can get caught up in, I can get caught up in trying to figure out the plan that I forget to seek out the planner and actually mm-hmm. get to know God. And sometimes I won't even move because I'm just waiting for God to tell me where to go. But sometimes God's like, actually, I want you to choose. I want you to, I want you to make a decision and I'm actually going to meet you there. Or cause just like those uh, Colossians and first Corinthians verses I mentioned um, at Bible study today, it's like, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God, whether you 100%. eat or drink or whatever you do, do for the glory of God. And I think that, there's something to say about that verse of like whatever you do. And that implies some sort of freedom. Like you get to choose what to do. And I think sometimes I can get so stressed out with every little thing I need to know what God is trying to do. Right. And it's like, I need to walk step for step with God or else I'm going to be off course. And that's just not the reality because God is going to meet you in places that you did not expect. And I feel like I, I can stress myself out a lot of the times of, I need to make sure that I'm on the path that God has for me. And, but the thing is, is you're never going to really, you're never going to know, um, you're never going to know if you're on the right path or not sometimes. Well, I shouldn't say that never, but sometimes you're not going to know if you're on the right path or not, but you can always be sure that God's with you wherever you are and that God's walking with you. But, you know, seek first his kingdom and everything will be added. And yeah. that's, that just plays into perspective. Um, I love, I love that verse of Jesus explaining that, like, the birds of the field, the birds of the air and, you know, the, the flowers in the field, like they all need things. They need food. They need oxygen. They, they need things to survive. And God knows that we need these things. He knows that we need finances to actually sustain ourselves. He knows that we need, um, he knows that we need food to survive. Like he knows these things, but seek first his kingdom and all of these things will be added. He is the ultimate provider. And that only happens when we seek him first. And what do you think that looks like? to like actually when it says seek him first hmm. what are you doing like how, how does that i'd love to hear your thoughts dude 
Man, we're getting some awesome topics right now. Um, man, to seek first his kingdom. Well, I think one, his principles and his practices of like what Jesus actually did. Like look at the way that Jesus treated people and look at the way that Jesus lived and replicate that. How did he, how did he treat the woman at the well? who had five husbands and was was living with a man that wasn't her husband. How did he, how did he treat her? Did he shame her? Did he say, how could you? Like, you know, you know better. Jesus was like, no. Like, I'm like, I, and he, that was when he was sharing for the first time, one of the first times that he was like, I am the Messiah and I've come to save the world. I've not come to condemn it, but to save it. And, but man, I think just prioritizing the things of God over the things that you would rather do. I think that I would much rather in the morning just lay over and get on my phone and scroll. I would much rather I would much rather just you know eat breakfast and watch something on my phone as I do it. But what does it look like to actually put my phone down and say, "You know what? I'm actually going to spend the first 5 minutes of my day or the first 10 minutes or the first 15 minutes reading my Bible." Because yeah. To me, that's showing God, I care enough to prioritize you and I care enough to sit down in your word and to learn more about what you say and your practices. What does it look like to actually love my enemy? If someone offends me, what does it look like to forgive instead of holding a grudge? Um, What does it look like to not get road rage when someone cuts me off? Instead, (laughs) pray for them and be like, you know. So I think for in my life, how I've really done that seek first the kingdom is yeah just prioritizing him over what i want in the moment Mm. yeah i I think that's good i think the thing that comes to mind is the first and second commandment right Mm. love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and then second love your neighbor as yourself yeah and i think that it boils down right to that like relationship with god true and then outflows of that your relationship with others Mm -hmm. and it's like the thing about that is um you know the bible says god looks on the heart but man looks on the outside yeah and so it can be really easy to have things that look right and how you deal with relationships out here Mm. but there's no faking it with god that's so good and that is the most challenging thing for me hmm. is that there's there's no there's no me like oh i got to like demonstrate this or whatever it's like God just straight up knows my heart yeah it's not he's not looking at the action of like you spent seven and a half minutes reading james this morning it's like no he's actually looking at the fact that i am want to desire him hmm Oh, that's or not, so good. Or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, and he knows. There's there's nothing that I do that shows that Bro. or that he doesn't already know. That's, and that's so good. That's so hard for me because it's also the thing I need to pray the most about. God, give me a heart that is chasing after you. Give me a, give me the new desire. Change my desires. Change my mind. That's the Romans 12, 1 and 2. Renew my mind mm-hmm. through your word. Hmm. And that's how, like, I want to prioritize that, like, that. that's where I think we get that, like, intimacy in what we say there is, like, with yeah. God of make, 
whenever I pray, I don't want to change God's mind. I want God to change my mind. Hmm. Ooh, that'll That's wreck me. <laughs> like, cause over and over and over, it's like, I want to seek first. And, but at the same time, when it comes down to it, the only way that we seek is it, it starts in our hearts. Hmm. And I don't want any part of it because God knows that's the thing God knows if if what I start doing is like so other people think that I look Christian if if everything were else to be taken away from me is like Job right yeah I still want to bless his name I still want to say God this isn't you that like um this isn't your desire for uh for for me but it's for what you have for me to come that I want so good dude that was so thank you so much for sharing that that was actually that was actually really good for me to hear Mm. like that that desire switch that jesus looks for that he doesn't look for the actions as much as he looks at the heart i really appreciate you saying that because man i hope everyone that's watching and listening is also gleaning from this because this is another reason why i love like i love the having someone on the podcast because the things that they say I get to learn from and I get to glean from. And I hope that what you're saying and what we're saying is encouraging for everyone else that's listening because mm. man, that is so good. And it's, you know, and it's the, it's that own personal story, like testimony that you've experienced. Like you have experienced this and God has taught you this over your walk with him. Like this isn't something where you're just like what you were saying. You're just, you're just sharing this because you know, it's the Christian thing to say. You're like, no, like I've experienced this and I know that this is the right way. And I know that like, this is what Jesus has done in my heart. And this is how he's changed my desires. And I heard this really good quote and it was like, especially for pastors and people who are trying to lead in the church. And it, it was, and for worship pastors, he said, this is really good. He said that um, before you put a microphone in front of your mouth to talk, make sure that you're talking to God more than you're doing that. And that's I didn't word that the best way, but pretty much the whole idea. I think idea, I may have seen this. It was Keenan Clark. If your prayer closet, yes, hears your voice less than the microphone, you're doing something wrong. And it's like that is that's so true. Yeah, because the it's just an outward reflection right faith and and i'm just i would also be a hypocrite if i did that if i just came on here for the podcast and i didn't spend every single day praying to god and talking to god and like trying to dive into his word and that's like 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 you were saying it's not about the works that you're doing but it's the works flow out of your faith and your love for god right and but like if i wasn't if i wasn't doing these things and i was just coming up on this you know on this little podcast and being like you know oh i'm a christian i do this and i do this it's like but are you really loving God? And are yeah. you are you really are you, are you like are you truly preaching from a personal place, or are you trying to? And I'm not saying I'm preaching, but like, are you truly teaching from a place that you've been in, or are you just saying this because that's what good Christians are supposed to do? Exactly, which is that like proper theology all the way from the top is mm-hmm. if I understand the salvation that God gave me, all of a sudden I have no other choice but to respond in full submission and full worship if I properly understand all that he's done for me. Yeah. Which is all of a sudden outflows from that yep. to my relationship with others, my yeah. relationship in my personal life with God of like, uh, all of a sudden 
and I've totally experienced this. I have gotten up before to read the Bible just because I thought that was like the right thing to do. Right. You just got to mark. You just got to do the checklist of a Christian. Now, and I will say even this year, I did the um, the fast at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And only drinking water for seven days will Oof. send you like, I I had a, I had never done any fasting before. And yeah. so all of a sudden I had a new understanding of what the word crave meant. Hmm. and it gave me just such a perspective on when Jesus says on the living water and the bread of life, I need to be, and it's something I'm working on. Yeah. Like if I miss my relationship with God, I want it to be such that craving feeling that I felt mm-hmm. whenever I didn't eat food. Yeah. Like I would walk by and like, I, I see that food over there. I really want it. Right here on this couch, Evan came over and just every conversation all night was, no matter what it was, somehow came back to food because we were both fasting. So funny. It was hilarious, but also just a reminder of what I want my spiritual life to look like. Right. If I am, for any reason, ignoring the spiritual need that I have where I'm filling it with other things, I want it to just be a craving I have for the real relationship and the real truth of God that yeah. I desperately need. Yeah. And that it's easy to ignore. It's easier to ignore the spiritual emptiness than it is your physical emptiness when your body literally just doesn't have food. hundred percent. And I just want that feeling more mm-hmm. and God just give me the desire and the craving for you and the refreshment of your word and your living water. And that love for God honestly just stemmed from you taking, like really just pursuing it, like just having that desire to want more of him. And he has been, I mean, he's been obviously working on your heart and like you've been loving him more and more, which has been so cool. And it just becomes more of a desire the more you walk with him. Like Mm. you just start naturally loving him more and more. And Mm. it's very little of what we have to do. Like it's all on, like it's all God. Like it's, it's pretty crazy. Like we're we're just sheep. We don't really have a say in the matter. We're just following our shepherd. Thank goodness we have a good one. Thank goodness, dude. Um, but with that, you know, uh, just wrapping up the show. Thank you so much for coming on, Nathan. This dude. has been so much fun. This is episode twenty. Wow. So twenty episodes, dude. It's been great. How are you feeling about that? I feel so good. I am so excited to see you know where, like how 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 many more episodes we can do and how many like where God takes this. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be like 40 episodes in God's like, all right, time to go over here. Or if he's like, Garth, I want you to stick with this. Like for me, I want to stick with this. And, but you know, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what God does, but I'm just excited to see, you know, more people hear more stories and just really just impact people. Cause that's been honestly the biggest, uh, the biggest reward is having people call mm. me and be like, Hey, that was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's just like, it's not even about the numbers. Like I, I see the numbers go up and I'm like, this is exciting. But to, to hear my friends call me and be like, Hey, my, like my, my parents or my sister just listened to this and it's amazing. Like, it's just like, it's just such a blessing and I love it. And I'm so honored to be in this position and you know, all glory to God because I don't deserve it. I don't deserve to be able to sit here and do this, but yet here, here I am. And so, yeah, but man, thank That's you so awesome. much for coming on and sharing all that you shared. It was super encouraging. Thank you everyone who's watching and listening thank you for tuning in to episode 20 super stoked that we are 
20 episodes in. Oh, it's so exciting. I can't wipe the smile off my face. But um, I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys so much again for, for all of it. Leave a comment below on, on what stuck out to you about this and honestly just what you guys want to hear because I would love to talk about um, anything that you guys want to talk about. I mean, it's going to be... I'm I'm just super excited to see where God shaped this and how he shapes this podcast and where we look like in the future. But yeah, dude, thanks again. Of course. All right. That's a wrap. Let's do it.